Hello, I'm Darren Heath, and I'd like to introduce Caroline Stockman, Chief Executive of the Association of Corporate Treasurers. In today's podcast, Caroline is going to talk about interviewing techniques under COVID-19. Thanks, Darren. In 2020, I recorded a few podcasts on the subject of interviewing techniques before, after and during the interview, as well as running a few workshop and seminars on the topic. Today, I'll try not to repeat all of that, but focus in on what's helpful when you're in a situation where the whole process excludes any physical meeting with your prospective future employer. Under COVID-19, there have been the downsides we hear of people being very specific in terms of their requirement for very precise past experience in those they interview, as they've somehow become far more risk-averse than previously. But we also know that talent pools are stretching their geographical boundaries as employers start to realise jobs can often be done from any location in the world without material negative effects. So, some positives and some negatives. But we certainly see there is movement in the market. And so brushing up on virtual or online interview skills is probably time well invested, even for the long term future. Getting a new job at any time needs to be treated like a project and a very serious one at that. And when we come to interviews, we already have a big challenge. Many people only interview rarely in their lives, so it's not something they've practiced that much. And it can be easy to assume that once you're invited for interview, then it's just a simple question of turning up and being yourself. Nothing could be further from the truth. And it's all about preparation. And under COVID-19 and any future situation where you need to interview remotely, there's the added challenge of A, coming across well on the virtual platform, and B, getting a good feel for your future organisation and boss as part of the interview is about you seeing that they are a good fit, something that especially people eager for a new job often forget. And the relationship will only be a happy and successful one if it works from both sides. So, before an interview, do research the company, research the role, find out if you know anyone who's worked there or is on the board or has been a recruiter for them. Anyone in your network who you can ask questions of, such as, What's the culture like? What are the people like who will be interviewing me? Why has the last person in role left? Etc. And when it comes to it, find out the names of who will be interviewing you and research them. Look at LinkedIn profiles. Google any news articles. Are they someone out there in terms of the media and social media? Or is it very difficult to find them? By carrying out this research, you can both assess better whether the organisation is the one for you and be prepared in terms of the interview. When it comes to interview day, my top tip is get enough sleep the night before. You need to be on top form as virtual interviews can be even more exhausting than in-person ones, especially if they come on top of a day full of Zoom and Teams meetings. You need to plan ahead. Of course, as sometimes sleep doesn't come when you want it to. So get a few early nights the week before in order that you have some reserves and resilience. Ensure also before the day that you have all the login instructions for the interview and test the technology out. Make sure you have a mobile number for the recruiter in case anything goes wrong. These are basic things, but it's amazing how many people leave them to the last minute or don't do them at all. You then need to think about your setting. Ensure you have a neutral background 
And you could use the faded backdrop option if necessary where your room is blurred. But avoid this setting if you can and certainly steer clear of the other virtual backgrounds that are available as both can make your head look funny when you move or provide other distractions. Ensure the lighting is not directly behind you and preferably also not only on one side. Studio lamps in front of you might be a worthwhile investment and the darker your skin, the more you'll need to light yourself up. Test this all out with a friend in advance. Ensure you're central in the frame and head and shoulders can be seen. Know where your camera is and practice looking directly into it. If you have to look somewhere else to see your interviewer or interviewers, explain that to them in the introduction so they're aware of what you're doing and why. Sit squarely with both feet on the floor or a footstool if that helps. Wear block colours rather than patterns, stripes or dots. Listen and learn throughout the interview, though you'll no doubt be the one answering lots of questions. Be very careful not to interrupt during this first meeting and be ready to ask questions only if you really genuinely have something you want to know. It's better not to focus too much on what you want to say and the suggestions of the previous podcast on being in the present could be useful here. Just as with other important meetings, keeping voice pitch relatively low, speaking slowly and clearly, and avoiding ums and sort ofs will all play to the good, as I explained in an earlier session. It's also wise to avoid fiddling with something, for example a pen or a ring, or indeed exhibiting any other so-called tick, which could be distracting. You may need to exaggerate your facial expressions, any body movements or tone of voice, as the usual level won't cut through the virtual veil that's between you and your interviewer. Be very explicit in what you say, so there can be no doubt as to meaning. This will mean taking out any jargon, abbreviations, and expressions or turns of phrases that don't communicate globally. You won't be able to pick up as quickly, if at all, that your audience is not following you. Eye contact with everyone in the room throughout the interview is really important, and this is in some ways easier when you only have to look into the eyes of one camera. But try to keep your gaze soft, as otherwise you can become exhausted through the interview, as well as perhaps coming across as overly intense. Again, practice all this with someone you trust to give you honest feedback. And maybe it's more than one person, as different people will interpret things in different ways, so you'll get a range of views this way. But now the interview is over, and you're awaiting the outcome. Under some circumstances, and if you didn't get a chance to say it at the end of the interview, contacting the interviewers direct, e.g. via LinkedIn, to thank them again for their time and to let them know you hope they'll be in touch is not a bad idea. It makes you stand out, and it reassures them that you're still interested. But the wording mustn't come across as demanding feedback, nor be inappropriately friendly. Reach out for feedback from the recruitment agency and take it on board whether successful or not. It's good to see the whole process as a learning experience, whichever way it turns out. So, all that remains to be said now on this one is, good luck. Thanks very much, Caroline, for that overview of successful interviewing when you're not able to be in the same room with someone. Not what we're used to and not an easy task. Next time, we're going to talk about flexible working. So do join us then.